Welcome to the Black Belt the Podcast. You're listening to episode four. Remember, if you're enjoying the podcast and all the previous episodes, make sure to leave it a like and a review. And also don't forget to subscribe. Make sure as well to follow on social media, the Black Belter underscore on Instagram and the Black Belter on Facebook to stay up to date with everything going on with the podcast. I'd like to ask again that if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to make a monthly contribution to help cover studio costs, you can do so through the Patreon page. There'll be a link in the description and also on the website, theblackbelter.com. So today, I'm joined by Mr. Hong Louis. Hong has had an extensive career competing in ITF Taekwondo, amassing many titles. Some highlights being winning, European, winning a European gold in 2012, a world silver in 2011, and being part of the male sparring team that won gold at the 2013, 2015 and 2017 World Championships. Hong is also the head coach at Newbridge Taekwondo, where he passes on his knowledge to younger generations. Hong has also competed at European and World Kickboxing Championships as part of Kickboxing Ireland, a highlight being a silver in points fighting in 2016. Today I talked to Hong about his many experiences throughout his martial arts journey and where he sees his path going into the future. So, let's get into it. What's up, Hong? Good, thank you. Feeling a bit nervous here. A bit nervous. <laughs> ah, you'll settle in, you'll settle in. Ah, thanks a million for doing it. A bit of a last minute replacement when somebody else pulled out, so... Not a problem. Save no. the day. That's good. Um, so, I'd, we'll start, I think, where I've started again, all the other podcasts, because I think it's always a good story, interesting story. Um, how and why did you start training Taekwondo martial arts? I think there was a bit of a uh, sibling thing, really, because there was a. I've uh, come from a, uh, four sisters and a brother, and they were all doing kind of Taekwondo, and I was the uh, the young. I think three year old. I'm, I was three year old then. The uh, the boldest, <laughs> the naughtiest, cheekiest. The cheekiest, <laughs> not allowed to be, uh, not allowed to be, not not allowed to do taekwondo because it was just too bold. Uh, uh, I think my sister, the fourth sister, she was five years old, so th- so five of them was doing taekwondo with. So you're, are you, you're the youngest, youngest of six. Ah, that's all. Youngest, always the cheekiest. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> doing my best. But learn, be. I would say learning from the uh, the eldest, really. That's what happens. <laughs> it goes downhill. Yeah. Uh, so they were, I think our neighbor at one point, she was a third degree. Um, this is back in Malaysia. So I think she, my mom and dad asked them if they if they were interested to kind of uh, teach uh, next door. So literally they were teaching five kids uh, in the so-called backyard. The garden. Um, yeah, like, yeah, in the garden. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there's a gate and then there's like the... Uh, the car park kind of rolled out. Yeah. So that's what teaching five of them. So me, three year old, just kind of can only peer through the uh, the the fence. <laughs> Didn't let you join in. No. That made you want to do it more. I I think so. I'm not sure why. I just remember at that time, and then when uh, when I was finally allowed to do it, I think I was only I think I was nine years old. That was like f- six years later now. That's that's a lot later. Yeah, a lot later. It's not like they just put it off for couple of months here or there. Like too bold. Yeah. It was just too bold. <laughs> and uh, the one your next door neighbor would they have t- had a club around? They wouldn't. wouldn't no, club, they they, they were part of a club, but then I think they were just teaching additionally. So yeah. and then after that, when they got to about maybe could be maybe a couple of years or three years later, so there was ranging between uh, teaching in the uh, in the house, but also in the club and the main. There was they have a main gym now, so it's kind of. 
as they're progressing through their rank, they have to kind of do a bit of a bit official. So they they Each join back into the club. They give them back, kind of a kind of yeah, idea. exactly. And I think at that stage, I think what was it uh, eighty nine when I started? I think yeah, eighty nine. So nine years, nine years old. So six years later, yeah, you're right. Six years later. And um, in Malaysia, would it is it a common thing like practicing martial arts? Just is it would it be part of that kind of culture just over there? Or I think. Yes and no at the same time. Would it be time. common for nearly everybody to practice martial arts? Probably some sort of martial art. Yeah. Just, just even if it's not like taekwondo, it'll be I think some sort of Malaysian um, martial art called silat or some karate. It's still big then, you know. Yeah. You know the influence of um, you know at that time eighties is the Karate Kid. That just cannot yeah. really uh, avoid it. the scene though, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was one of the ones that got me into. Taekwondo or really wanted to compete no was way. that was that yeah it was well when I saw, I was training a little bit and uh I had competed a bit but when he wins that big trophy at the end I kind of That's thought, true though I thought, isn't oh, it? I'd love it's a bit, lo- love a, bit, a nice big trophy like that like so that <laughs> kind of really intrigued me. And um, yeah but I, so it is kind of the same over there then obviously because I think so. Like here talking to everybody else like Adrian Adam John so far yeah. um it was movies and TV that yeah. got that got them interested in trying to start the martial arts so it's obviously yeah similar over there um then you you would have moved to new zealand then yeah i think I, I stayed on i think my brother and sister uh i think at that stage i think it's more education they moved to new zealand first and i think in the nine nineteen ninety. 1990 so i stayed back till a, a good few more years back so myself and my f- uh, fourth sister and then we just kind of stay back a little bit, and then the four of them moved to New Zealand for education, and then I kind of continue taekwondo, and then uh, I think got my black belt. I think ninety two or ninety three. I ca- I can't exactly remember. Then I started competing um, in the. There's no juniors then. It's just yes, you didn't compete. I was going to ask you. There's didn't no compete juniors. As a belt or anything. It was. I I rem- I don't really remember those stages. I just remember being. Uh, I I should just remember competing as a black belt, uh, but then there was no senior. I was a bit scrappy. Still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Just not really your typical like good, pretty looking fighter that kind of way. You just it's just a bit stuck in. Yeah, just get stuck in and just fight. And uh, I think got put into adults. Yeah, fighting adults, and then. I, th- I think that toughened me up. It's uh, it was either gonna scare scare uh, scare me or it's gonna work the opposite way, toughen me up. And I think it did. Fighting with those like big Indians and Malay from the military, uh, th- they come from the military background. Baptism of fire, <laughs> big tough guys. I think you, you used you, to fight them. You you just you kind of don't know. At some point, you was I remember there was a few of them. The team that um, I think. Closer to that time, I think Malaysian World Championship was 1994. But I didn't know the significance of that. I was just another, this black belt kid that is like an, another, you know, another Malaysian Chinese fellow that's just like, whoa. But I didn't know there was a world championship that was happening. I just knew there was a big, big championships. Didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Until when I moved to New Zealand in 97. And then um, got. Uh, I think I stopped for a little bit, Chinese. 
um, just want to play. So I I got penalized for not. I just need to study, and then uh, so I think I took a year off. Then I went to New Zealand, and then picked it back up again. Who would you have been training with at that time? And Do you I remember? My sister found a club. It was kind of a Mount Albert, Mount Albert club, and uh, it was with. Uh, guy called Andrew Niven. I think he was oh, yeah. I think he moved Andrew to Niven. Germany at that yeah, stage. Yeah. 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 yeah so I was I joined his club and then and then I think that was ninety seven ninety ninety seven, ninety eight. I always I think took a couple of years out. Then uh, started my started again, basically right from the bottom again because you just forgot everything. I mean, you take a year or you two. You can go back to wipe it. Like you stayed no, back. No, you just no. you had to read it all. You just kind of wear uh, your typical uh, t-shirt and tracks, uh, double bottom. Yeah. Until a year later, you kind of you felt more comfortable to wear the back belt. Yeah. Felt you were deserved yeah. it. Yeah, it kind of uh, you just kind of stand in the back rather than the front because. I still, a year wasn't too bad to pick it all up. Huh? A year wasn't too bad to get yourself back I to could that be level. Uh, my timeline could be all wrong as well. Know. It's been a while now, so it could be a year, or, could be a year or more. I'm not sure. It just felt like a long time ago at that time. Yeah, I just completely forgotten everything. I just remember. Sure, I'm actually ne- never good at pattern. By the way, <laughs> it was so bad. The only time I actually win bronze was because there was three people. Was that it? It was actually that bad. Uh, you could actually you you will cry. You will actually cry when you look at my patterns. And. Would it just not have been a focus too much on patterns? Would you have spent more time training the kind of sparring? I just find that it was just too difficult. Yeah, I it was. Don't don't think it was just. I didn't think I I wasn't talented at all. It was just oh I look I actually I would cry looking at myself doing patterns. It was actually that bad. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Like that shows because <laughs> your patterns aren't bad now. So you know, I, but it's so funny. You, you st- if you stick at it, it might take a that while. That is very stick, true. But if you stick at it, they can improve. And if you make an effort to improve them, it was actually Master McFowl. At that time, Mister McFowl, he was saying to me, "I said, you, you um, he said, uh, you're not bad in uh, in in uh, inspiring, but you can't keep this up in uh, in passion because um, if you do if you do well in Sparring and somebody looking at you doing patterns, they can't take you seriously. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, that that was kind of a, a little whack on my face actually, and I took that um, as a challenge. And I think I team up with a um, a chap called Daniel Jackson at that time, and uh, I think we go we went to the same uni together in the University of Auckland, and then I remember we just try to meet up uh, maybe four or five times a week just to work on the patterns from my side and I helped him to get better in his sparring and it was a nice little um, nice little trade off there yeah nice trade off nice little arrangement I think after about a year and a bit because I was I think it was third degree I can't remember third or fourth degree so we were not really competing against each other so it was a nice symbiotic you got through the grades for somebody who was bad at patterns huh you got through the grades fair enough for someone who was I bad know, at patterns I know just get through the patterns <laughs> it's not like uh Needs to be pretty, you know what yeah. I mean. Uh, I I remember that, and then um, I start putting some hours in, and then eventually get through. Um, I start winning bronze because there was actually I win a, one or two rounds, so that was actually very um, enthusiastic. Because sometimes you know, even in, in inspiring, 
you you're gonna have your down times. I mean, I'm I would say I'm not the most talented fighter in the world. I just work hard. I I I, I am I I I'm not I'm I'm not the most flexible person. I work very hard. So, kind of, I told myself that at that stage that if I can actually do well in pattern, I think. Then the next stage was like, if I can actually start doing well like this, I said, you know what? Why don't I try and win some titles like internationally? Yeah, yeah why not? It was a. It was. It was more of a. Um, uh, a dream. Rather than a, it was a goal, like, as much it was like, and then we were. Wouldn't that be great sometime in the future? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? We were in New Zealand. It was, it was like we were so far away from everybody. And when I got got selected into the 1999 um, championships, big, uh, uh, I was actually very underweight. I was like 73 kilos, so I was fighting 70, no 80, because at that stage it was. Uh, Minus 71. Minus 71. And minus 80. Minus plus 80. 80. Plus, there was a slot available. I fought... And there was only one spot as well then, wasn't there? Yes, 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 yes. And there was eight people contending for it. And I remember fighting and then won that slot. Then I thought, oh my God, this is a big chance now to go to Argentina. Uh, and then that's when I knew the... Uh, the Malaysia Championship was apparently one of the most successful championship in. Okay, it was only then that you realised oh, how, yeah. how big this is. Yeah, I didn't. Or how big it was at the time? Yeah, I just thought it was just a. I actually thought it was some international, maybe some championship. It's like that when you're a kid. Sometimes you just don't realise how big the competition is. It's just that uh, that's a competition for black belts and yeah, whatever. It's only when you kind of get closer to it that you realise, oh, this yeah, is. Yeah, when big I went deal. to I went to Argentina, it was, I think it was, I was nineteen years old, first big world championship completely overwhelmed by the whole thing but just like I think the whole association was still together then it was in Argentina it was so big it was actually um, I think I scared myself more I think I, I think I just went into a little cocoon didn't know what to do I just thought I'm gonna get killed <laughs> I think that happens quite a bit for everybody's first one do, do you think I think so more so I, as a ju- like juniors have it more so you would have been senior at that, at that first one didn't know yeah. anything though. This thing, there's no social media, so you couldn't really check anybody out. Yeah, there's nothing. You just know about this, like, whoa, what's out there, and you can only dream of because there's no video snapses. You have to anything. see it firsthand, see it, yeah. see what it's like, and then kind of see what can, what you need to do. To we win. just knew that at that um, time, Korea was very big, and then obviously I knew that Malaysia was quite good. Then I kind of got the review. And then uh, got there. Um, I I did the best that I can, but I I think I um, how would you say I completely uh, kind of froze up. Really, I would say that was my first championship. But then that that really taught me a big lesson. Yeah, it didn't put you off though. Did no, it? I just yeah. thought. Do you remember what I mentioned at that time? If I could do well in the patterns I just thought you know what then I tr- kind of treat it as more like a uh, a challenge to stand on the podium one day I know it's a long term long term plan but I may not get there but at that time I just thought you know what isn't it a nice dream even just to work towards that yeah but so, like you said something long term maybe many years just to keep chipping away at it yeah you know what I mean just something to keep you 
Maybe it'll take me a little bit longer, but I, I may get there one day. I, I remember, I remember thinking like that. Uh, then I suppose I just keep going uh, in Italy uh, in two thousand and one, and then I went back to I think fight seventy one kilos in. Again, world championship has been a little bit of a how would you say a touch and go for me in the sense of always some sort of um, doubts. Uh, I re- fighting the biggest is myself. Every yeah. single world championship, I just kind of bottle it. I think until I went back, t- until I decided enough was enough. I just when I graduated in uh, uh, 2003, when there was a world championship in Poland, I just thought, let's let's pack my bags and let's move to Europe. Let's see. Plant big boy pants. Yeah, <laughs> see if I can actually maybe swim with the swim with the swim with the sharks, and see maybe I could probably have a chance to get better if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Ali, the world championships can be daunting. I know for myself, like I wouldn't, I'd always get more nervous at a world championships yeah. than European championships. I don't know, because I think there's maybe a European championships every year. You get used to the same faces, the same countries, but then you go to a world championships and you've all these unknowns maybe from Argentina that you haven't seen compete. Yeah. New Zealand, like Just all Canada, s- yeah, all these other countries that you don't, well, you could probably see them more now because of, yeah. you know, social media and yeah, that, yeah. but for a time there, like you wouldn't really have a, have a way of checking them out so you're kind of like oh I don't know what this guy's going to do or you get a little bit more nervous as opposed to being at the European Championships where you kind of maybe know everybody and know what they're going to do I wonder if but it's also the World Championship thing like well, like World Championships do you know what I mean yeah like, and it's, like that, it's once every two years and it pretty much is like an, um, the equivalent of our Olympics yeah you know it is so like it's the biggest thing you can win yeah. for us in, in ITF Taekwondo so I think there's like that thing with it as well yeah it, it, the, I think the biggest help was actually when I moved to um, and to move to Ireland. Yeah, I think uh, maybe everybody is so everything is. Uh, how would you say it's organized at that time? I think in two thousand and five, six, seven, we we weren't really that organized. But the thing, the difference was that. Everyone has a a fight for some reason. The Irish fight. Hmm. Um, the likes of um, I think at that time it was still one slot. Stephen Ryan. I think I, I must. <laughs> as much as everything is, I think it was a big. Um, it was a big. Um, how would you say? Like a nemesis, that kind of way. Yeah. In Ireland. He's always pipped me in patterns, and I just pipped him in in sparring. It was just that whole fight was like a was like a challenge, a drug. You need that, yeah. Yeah, and I think if it wasn't for him uh, being there, it's like almost like um, how would you say? <laughs> Not to sound bad, it was like a little pebble in my shoe, and it was like, oh, I need to just pip this you to win this yeah. but because of that thrill and that uh that excitement on that just having that person to constantly try to beat i think that in itself was a massive massive drive yeah. yeah to fight just to get selected 
just to get your spot like you had to fight yeah and try and get ahead of Steven but then he had the same against you like you said in the sparring he was oh. kind of, you're definitely the same to him trying but to, then because we we did that, we did well against uh, in um, when we worked together in 2009 uh, I think that was uh, myself uh, Adrian Steven Jamie and also um, Danny Danny we worked very very hard together as a team when we won the uh, the team pattern that was a big achievement for Ireland in itself because of uh, team pattern I mean uh, we actually deserve it because it was just day in day out putting the time in yeah. like serious amount of work that was put in but because also of that bomb it wasn't when when we myself and St uh, Stephen when we both kind of um, uh, lost in the final got all the way to the final it was like um I was very pleased for him. We had a little chat. I was very pleased as much as he was pleased for me when we got when we both got to the final because it, because we both got our slot, if that makes sense. Yeah. But this would have been in New Zealand. Yeah, this is New Zealand 2011. Yeah. Had our roles been swapped around, yeah. I think it would have been the same result in the sense of if I got the pattern and he got the sparring, we both would have gone to the final as well. And it was just that um, that nice, if that makes sense. It was a lot of competition, but I kind of, I, I mentioned to him, I said, I pref I wouldn't want anyone to beat him except yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes of sense. Of course, yeah. If anyone, it was, it was, it was down to the. It was so funny. It was like, that's the no, he's not allowed to beat him. I, I do. Yeah, I should that's be the, the way it is when you're a teammate, but also competing against each other. Like that's of course the way it is. You yeah, want to, you want to be that one person to beat them, and then you don't. You would like to see them do well after that. Yeah, you know, but that was very momentous for us. I think that was a big one because because we both kind of got got away, got closer to where. And for me, it was um, so many losses, quarterfinals after quarterfinals. And I got closer and closer, and that was a nice little. How would you say? Uh, a nice little <sighs> relief. I didn't win the goal, and I was very frustrated. I was, I must say, in the sense of I knew I got there, but I knew I could have done it. But um, it was still a very happy, sweet, uh, uh, sweet victory. Yeah, and sweet loss at the same time because I lost to a great fighter, a Gregor. Yeah, but like that, you'd always, um, everybody could see that you were a great fighter, you know, but you had, you were always just falling just that bit short. Yeah. So they were going to kick on and get into the medals, get into the final. Yeah. That was a great, great to see, you know. So it was there, it was, it was some good fights that day. It was, wasn't it? Because yeah. Paul had a silver as well on the same oh, day. Exactly. Like Stephen had a, a silver in the morning, and then you and Paul both got, went and got silvers in the afternoon. So, it was actually, wasn't I it? can't remember, it was, is it her, his bout and then my bout? Yeah, it was, it was it was just that momentous. It was just, yeah. and then now the three of us are now into the next stage of our kind of career. It was like the coaching side, and you know, and then I, I, I should I head off to, uh, Slovenia was a different story. But then we we all became, I think that kind of made us appreciate Taekwondo that much more and took on a much bigger role in uh, RTF in Ireland. Oh yeah, it said that the, like I was kind of saying, but Adam, when we kind of when I would have come into the team and when he would have first came on, like 2009, 2010, we weren't getting a lot of medals, but it was starting to kind of turn. Yeah. And in that New Zealand, we didn't bring a big team no. at that time, but we had we for the 
I think it was a team of 16 people and we took quite a few medals yeah. for that small team and that was kind of st- all part of the turn and and getting us to push on towards number one a couple of years later well a good few years later but it was all part of a, um, a stepping stone along the road yeah the team sparring actually it all started also the team sparring was a so team sparring for some reason in taekwondo I don't know what is it about it it's sometimes it takes another level of uh, exhilaration when you even compare it to individuals I'm not sure do you notice that or not I don't fight the team, the team. <laughs> don't be on the team I, <laughs> but in saying that I, I've always watched it it's always the last event maybe it's because yeah. it's the last event and uh, there is something about that moment everybody watches it as well uh, maybe that could be the reason everybody like, watches I it I think sometimes with individual a lot of times if it's not someone from your country you mightn't be too interested or you, you, sometimes you can take it or leave it you know depending yeah. on the, who maybe who's in the final or something like that but I think given that the fact the team sparring final is the last uh, match of the whole tournament yeah. everybody goes right yeah. we'll have a look yeah, you know, and watches it and there's a, a big spotlight on it yeah I just remember that it's yeah, that kind of overturned in terms of that if you had an unsuccessful individuals sometimes you can claw yourself back and give yourself a nice little tap on the shoulder to say Do you know what it's fine even if you get, the get team back on your team yeah th- that happens even a lot with the team patterns like I find b- being a junior is that if individual didn't go your way yeah. but you managed to nick a bronze in team pattern or something do you know what I mean or yeah felt like a great championship it, you it went is, away just it? with a buzz because you, you got you got off the plane you got back to the airport in Ireland with a medal around your neck yeah so you you felt like you'd achieved something yeah even though you didn't achieve what you set out maybe to achieve in terms of winning an individual or getting the gold maybe in team but you just it, it just feels way better because you had a medal around your neck just w- yeah, feel like you think back on that championship with, with a good memory yeah exactly exactly sometimes you, it's like to, to the people like out there as well sometimes if you have a bad individual it's not the end and be all it because no. there's going to be times that your maybe your team spirit comes out more than an individual spirit and then that spark it and then you get rewarded that way yeah like, I can't remember who told me. I'm not sure if it's Master Grandmaster Lan or Master Grim, um, Master Yedu that I mentioned before. That team medal is just as deserving because maybe you just had an, uh, a tough draw, unlucky one, an individual, and you deserve to get that fight back and get your own medal in your uh, team pattern or whatever team event because you should be treated just as just as just as important as an oh, individual. Yeah, sure. Uh, that is one thing. Uh, so you, you, do you feel you obviously feel a difference between? Do you feel well? Do you feel much of a difference between winning individual versus winning with the team in terms Some of like sense of achievement or? I think maybe after the uh, the individual in Slovenia, that was my biggest highlight because I just knew that I was so close to the final, and I just thought, you know what? Maybe it's like a you know when you have. Uh, water dripping on a glass of water that's full and it's just not quite there yet yeah and i just knew uh i just need to get it tipped over <laughs> and um at some at that point i just thought you know what fighting is not enough so i just needed to relearn a lot of new things i, uh, I i'm messy i and i just thought you know what why am i being so stubborn i remember that that was a pinnacle that new zealand was a very very important year for me and I remember a few coaches told me, um, 
Master Willy Van de Mortegra, Master Lan, and Master Yedut. I remember the three of them because they influenced me in different ways. But just because maybe I went to their summer camp, or just bum, I bumped into Grandmaster Lan when I was actually doing uh, overseas trade. Uh, uh, when I was doing, when I kind of uh, came to Europe. Yeah. So it's all is like a cosmic chaos. That type of the whole scenario. And I remember them telling me, I say, doing the same that you always do. You may, you might, you may get there, but a lot slower. If you want, you're so close already. Why don't you just change it up a little bit? Just yeah, I think just kind of thinking back. Sometimes we're watching you. This you didn't. You need to work on the gamesmanship a bit. Yeah, looking at the score, playing the score, playing the warnings. Just sometimes you were go go go. Yeah, you'd fight, and then sometimes you'd end up getting caught, and then you'd lose. Like. I think back to like that that fight you had with Neil Ernest in oh Sweden. Oh my god! I like remember. that fight was un- It was savage that fight, and you you were going to town on him like. But then like, you kept going even though you were up on the score, and he clipped you a couple of times, yep. and he got himself like you let him get back in. Whereas yep. I think like the turning point in New Zealand going into Slovenia, you started to play the the scoreboard a bit more, and you didn't keep going like you kind of hang back a bit. Then when you had the lead, it was and play the warnings, and you actually hit the nail on the head. You know. I I actually didn't even know I was leading. Yeah, I didn't know. So I remember at my <laughs> master master Kuli now. He's shouting always, say your head," but I couldn't hear. I'm blind as a I'm blind as a bat. Yeah, can't yeah. see anything. <laughs> so and I I do remember because uh, fighting against hometown, <sighs> that was tough. Slovenia, yeah, but I think that was great as well. You got because you lost to Gregor in the final in New Zealand, but yes. then you, you got it back then. You know, it was like the perfect match no, for you in the but, final. Do you know no, what I mean? Like I, to fought get it back. Him, I fought him again in 2000 and uh, later that year. I know, in yeah. Slo- uh, in Paul Slovakia. Colin and then Gregor, yeah. And then lost him again. And I just thought, you know what? I said, I, if it was a loss again, I said, it makes no difference here. So I just thought, fighting against him against hometown, I said, I need to fight a different tactic here. So I couldn't get the scoreboard up because maybe I was a bit scrappy. So I said, you know one thing you could always beat in is warnings. Yeah. So I fought game plan, force, unforced error. And then suddenly uh, the board tipped that he made two errors. And suddenly I was up 4-0. But because I was making tipping, I didn't know I was up 4-0 until it was just, I, kn- I knew when I created warnings, maybe that could have pipped me back. And then suddenly I was able to have a chance to look at it. And suddenly, yeah. shit, 4-0. Sorry, my language. My worry. And we can say what we want. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly um, uh, he got uh, towards the end I remember this was uh, I remember vividly here he got angry he hit me very hard uh, and then he got a deduction but I was already up 4-0 then oh, my, I couldn't think I couldn't see the clock I, I'm a, I couldn't see my, I could see the clock I knew I was only a few seconds I have about maybe 20 seconds left but he he got a deduction, but I was it up four zero. So I thought, you know what? I could play a little hard contact here. Yeah. Because he's already given me a hard contact. So instead of hanging tight, I burst forward and actually did a little bit terrible contact because I knew he's already been given a deduction. So the maximum I'm going to get is a deduction. Even a back. Even it back, yeah. but that means I will still be up four zero yeah. because I can't see. So that's the only thing in my head. So I went forward and just continuously punching while the clock was still ticking. So I got one deduction, 
That's what I said. That means I must have only a few seconds left. So I just literally just kind of put my feet up as if I was... <laughs> and I just remember suddenly... I could win this. And then suddenly, I, all I continue is if I can, if he doesn't burst forward, I should be fine. Put big put on my leg up. And then suddenly, <laughs> oh, that was a very momentous, uh, yeah. a momentous thing. But yeah. it was all calculated in the sense of um, there's nothing else I could lose. There was nothing else I could lose. And then, uh, that was tough too um, uh, for Gregor in itself because, um, uh, uh, home championship. This home championship, yeah. obviously, because we've been fighting for so long. Did Did you take any? Did you in the match? Well, you said you're blind to bat, so probably not. But did you take any notice of the, the guys outside the windows with all the flares and all that? Did you? I only knew that on the video. Thank God I was blind. Oh, it was unreal sitting in the stand. It was thank crazy. I thank was God crazy. I was blind. It was like it was like when I was a soccer match. Not, not, not a taekwondo competition. You know, I couldn't it believe nuts. it. It was nuts. I couldn't believe it because the guys was telling me. But then I think there was a, the guys was on their side, but all the other countries that's non that's non was on our side. Oh, all going for you, yeah. <laughs> Especially because when the, all the guys outside the windows came out with the flares, it was like that got everybody else from. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we have to cheer for Hong, so like, you have to cheer for the other exactly. guys. Exactly. You know? But uh, yeah, I remember even I was sitting up in the stand next to Eddie when that when you were fighting the final and yeah. every exchange being like, What's the score? I couldn't see the score. He no. could, what the angle he was sitting at, he could see the scoreboard. So it was like, What's the score? And he's like, oh, he he's still off, he's still off. But there'd be an exchange like, What's the score? What's the score? He's like, Oh, you still off, he's still off. It's like, it like you thankfully like <laughs> every, oh. every exchange like, What's the score now? He was like, oh, but I remember I remember there was this one score when it went to a, a draw. And that was my that was um it was his exchange and yeah. it went to a draw. <laughs> So that was, uh, and that really, uh, not it didn't really hit me, and that I I really felt I grew from that uh, from that because I just that, um, he's not gonna take this moment away from me. Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, t- it's tough mentally, isn't it? Like when you yeah. see her ahead in a final, and uh, especially when you get the lead, you just want it to be over. Right, call it up now. Just be time. Hand me the medal, and then you start to see it's taken away. You're like shit. So I have to get it back. I have to get it back. I'm actually having goosebumps yeah. while I'm actually even talking to you right now. Nice. Just going back there. That's what we want. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. So I remember the final of the worlds. I was four nil up at the at the break. Yeah. And then it came out and it was I was four nil. Yeah. And next thing it was like three one. Oh. Two one one. Two two. It's like oh shit. Yeah. So then it's like right. I have to go and try and pull it back. Like but yeah. it's tough to you know, break that momentum. You know. Like I had got the four nil, and then because was, you had four then, nil, yeah, and then he was coming and he was yeah. taking it back, taking it back, like, and it was kind of feeling like if this keeps going, it's going to start flipping two one one to him, yeah, and it's trying to just break that. It's momentum. actually chipping you on the inside a little oh, bit. Like, how it? do you do? It's just like, and you know, you need to refocus and kind yeah. of settle and just get maybe one clean score or get the oh. best of an exchange, and you're just, it's tough. Like in the in the fight, and you're having it's all taking through like hundred well, points now on your well, head. you're fighting your head, and then you have to find this so-called dig deep inside to pull this one out. Like seriously. Where are you gonna have this energy to pull this yeah. one out? Or you, you find it somehow. Yeah. You know, just I think it's when it's the final. You just leave it all out there. Yeah. Um you already mentioned them, uh Grandmaster Lang and Master Willie Van der Mortel and Master yeah. Yedu. That they they would have had they, they they had it more effect? from a uh, because they know me for kind of they know me when I was kind of nobody. Yeah. Uh and those are also the people that you uh would it be one of them that's more influential than the other or would you kind of give the credit them all the same for I would actually doing? give them uh, credit quite all the same because yeah. they have uh, lifted me 
at times when I need them in different times because that we're all very busy. We're all mm. busy at that certain time, and I think I was. <sighs> I keep losing in the quarters, and you're just trying to look for that one help, a light, a bright something to help you to just tip it over the edge. Yeah, and. There's not one really that is um, kind of helping me more. It's more they 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 probably help me more on the mental side more than anything. Growing as a person and still having, and still being able to have a life, and still uh, being able to be a uh, uh, good in taekwondo, but but also never to. Uh, be too selfish on myself, even when yeah. I'm growing. Kind of bring people with me, because y- you can't really be good in taekwondo by yourself. Yeah, you're only as good as the team around you as well. You know, so you, that's the thing about sparring—you can't really train it without without a partner. You, you know, patterns you, know pattern, I mean? you can yeah. do it on your own. Yeah, um, sparring very hard, very hard to practice on your own. Like you need, and you, no need a, you need that's a partner. Why, you need a partner so to even just hold pads for you. Yeah, essentially. Like never mind just spare, just even hold pads. You're gonna need a partner, so you're only as good as the, the team around you. So you have to kind of try and bring them, bring people along with you. Yeah. You know? So it is a team effort to win the gold. I kind of feel like um over the last few years has been obviously Ireland being the most momentous, obviously, because it's kinda of brought it all back. Uh but because it was just round after round seeing all your teammates that you've seen from uh, when they were younger to yourselves and then seeing them all achieve successes and then us uh, achieving our our third in our third it was more like a, a dream come true like to go up against uh, one of the strongest uh, team Poland in the first round yeah if Poland won they would have won that as well oh, that yeah, was I probably so. our final I think it was the final yeah. it, that was our final but yeah, that was un- Ireland was unreal as a championship. It was just, it was insane. I, I don't even know how to describe just from it. From the individuals to the team to just the week, the whole week was just unreal. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like because the it, amount of journey that we actually had about 10 years ago to now, like t- that's only 10 years. Yeah. and um, the, but, but the thing is like even, like you mentioned, winning the, the three Team Sparrows uh, events in a row, male. When you first won in 2013, like you couldn't have imagined that. No. Like winning in 2013, the first one, like that was such a big deal. Like doing that the first time, you, you wouldn't have thought like going forward, yeah, or Ireland win the next one. No, and they'll win the one after. It's that. It's not the same even you know? winning the individual as it is with the team because yeah, you, 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 you find there's a different buzz off it. Like you said, it's maybe it's the because you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, there is a certain. Um, I'm actually having so much goosebumps at the moment. I sh- I'm actually. I love it. <laughs> That's what you want. Um, winning the individuals was really, really good because it's yourself. But winning it as a team is because um, you're using each other's strengths and weaknesses at different times, at different rounds as well, playing it to the right calculation and the right game plan yeah. to win. And and there are so many rounds before you even get to the last round the final and every single finals was so different every single final uh, every single team that we every single uh, team sparring that we had was so different and i still remember pretty much every single one of them the tactics that we had to go through 
and there was just no um I remember we just said we we didn't even put in our ego, nothing in there. Yeah. We just said who can beat that person? Who is even um capable of beating yeah, it? That's what you need. It's not about and humble enough to yeah. say that I don't want to deal with this person because I'm a little bit uh unsure. And uh, that 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 um that click, that moment there, it was like uh, six to including your coaches seven people in there it was like a moment only we can share ourselves yeah and all the vulnerability is all out there as well because we say I don't want to fight this and then you suddenly you also see another person that step up and say I can do this and then you see the strength coming in within within a little yeah. and then you see the matchup that you do fancy yeah and you, you, you'll step out then yeah yeah and uh, yeah it's kind of interesting as well like there was only three people who were on all three teams isn't that right yeah, you, Adam, and Darren. Darren, uh, it was. That's kind of cool as well. Like it was very. But nice. shows the depth there as well. The depth. You know I mean, like to have basically nearly three different teams <laughs> win. But draw, I remember, draw, I I really fought my hardest years. to come to that team because Ireland at that stage in two thousand seventeen. Any, I, I'm and I'm not being uh, my I'm not being like big head or anything. Any six people in the entire Irish team. Would have been there, could have taken that spot and would have still won it. Yeah, but like, look, I was lucky work, just to get the number six spot. World Cup in twenty sixteen, two Irish teams in the final. That's true. Yeah, they, no. there you like go. That, that just shows the depth and essentially like the the B team ended up coming out on top as you would have, <laughs> like or the second team. You know, they wouldn't have been the first. They weren't the first no. team, or like the, they weren't picked as the best team, or the number one for to win the gold. But they still done it. Like that shows the depth that's there. Yeah. you know, that that we do have. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's. Exactly the same at the moment. Some people have kind of dropped off. It's important that taken, taken it's also important goals. this happened too because then it allows uh, for the new generation to, can we say, balls up, step up, step yeah. up into yeah. that role. And I know that this is this is a little stepping stone, and when it's a transitionary period, kind of when at the, the moment. kind of the older generation kind of uh, drop off, it allows for new new blood to come in to step up to the game because we've been there now it's also easier for the uh, the new generation to, take, the, to believe that they can yeah. all they need is just a bit of courage and That's then it. I know yeah. that they're going to do it like there's spots there to be taken people just want to step up and take them mm. you know because people have stepped away as you said Um. also as well like what, what I think what helped you big time as well coming into the, the team would have been only the two minutes was you started a bit of kickboxing, points kickboxing. <sighs> Do you know what? It's yes and no at the same time. Um, I think it helped you because you ended up nearly always fighting the big guys. Yes. And a lot of the times you'd go out and try and scrap the big guys. Like Correct. You'd go out and try and fight them. And you're just not going to win that. Because no. like they're just too big. But I think when you kind of started against a bit more points, you started to play the game a bit more. The game more, kind has of changed as well. So, you have to score, score, and then and move, score and move. I think that kind of helps you a good bit in the team. It was the that, right that timing that I actually moved over. That's the thing because, in the sense of, it was, it was always my weakness because I I love to scrap. Yeah. That's just me. I love to scrap. Um, uh, but the transition of the the whole championship, uh, the whole since two thousand and twelve was I realized that on the weakness side was that I was uh, beginning to kind of against a medium size and they they were just way too fast for me. Yeah. And I, I couldn't have the time to catch them out. And so I wanted to also do something different too because um, 
changing it up to give myself the uh, how would you say? You've done your you you won your 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 individuals. How do you stay in the game? Uh, winning the team was such a buzz, but how do you stay there? Because the game has changed now, and that's also the beauty of taekwondo. Is I know people say it's not as hard as it used to be on this in the contact level, but I find that when the game changes and if you can flow with it, it makes you feel it makes you relevant. Yeah, can you adapt to it? And I knew at that time. Um, I wanted to try something uh, different. I remember Sabina also mentioned. I said she actually found me a, a club for me to to go into. Uh, one of my training partners, uh, Rob, Robbie, and I have no clue. I would say I was. It was like back to doing patterns again. It was just that bad. I, I just didn't know what to do. And then, a bit by bit, I remember even I didn't get selected for that slot. You joking me? I fought the whole two years, fighting, 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 and just keep l- losing it out. To eventually just keep flying around the uh, the the European countries just to get more experience because it's a new sport for me. Yeah. Until even four weeks before, I was not on the team. <laughs> not the best preparation then. Not the best preparation, but I, what I've been doing was I was fighting nonstop. Uh, I keep there was a slot that came up and then suddenly I just uh, I, take, I lost the first slot that was fighting for 79s yeah. then to another another colleague another teammate and then 74 came up and then I fought again and I tipped it this time then it was two weeks we were due to travel and then I've, we won to uh, the uh, Europeans in uh, in Greece at that time round by round and suddenly I end up in the final I was like God, what just happened here? And and this is just so overwhelming because for a sport that I'm I'm still very new at it, I was able to kind of do my time and really shows yeah. that don't give up right until kind of right to the end, really. Yeah, well, I remember seeing it. I thought I thought you were going to be up against it to be honest because I just didn't think like your style from what you had been no, in taekwondo, I adapt. going into points and like it was your first championships in that to kind of go, and then like you said just popped up the final. I was like Jesus, silver for Hong. I was like fair play. <laughs> I played them. Put a look. Yeah. Put a look. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say it has helped me a lot in the sense of uh, keeping me on my toes and keeping my style current to the new, uh, the new style. I, I, I have to admit, the style in comparison to back in two thousand and twelve is completely different. Yeah, uh, very different. And I'm glad I'm able to move. Yeah, like that final system. you had against Gregor, you wouldn't see much of a final like that now. No, just be pulled up for the contact. Yeah, but but that's okay too. Yes and no, I think. I don't like to see a referee stepping in and deciding matches. Sometimes it's like, just let it go a little bit. But what can you do? Like, unless you are going to change the rules, will you, can, can we, are we able to, does that make sense? Are we able to dictate that much that we are able to say, can we go back? Do Do you think that we will ever have a chance to go back to 212, that type of style? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So if we can't go back there, then it's it's we we have to adapt as our own style. How yeah, do we teach our students? I just think sometimes the referees could maybe just leave it go a little bit. I do agree with that. You know, I find a lot of the times there's just sometimes just minus points just dish, dished out. Yeah, and I'm actually scared of fighting because of the minus point. Honest to God. Yeah. Because I actually have to dish out all my old style. But like you don't like I just I just don't like to see matches decided by people getting disqualified for contact yeah just I wonder if that could be some of the reason why 
some of the uh, good fighters around the uh, the world could be uh, leaving. I'm not sure because they are unable to express themselves a little bit. So I'm also a bit worried how the sports is yeah, going to be like, catering. Just look, just look at the last, like look at minus 70 mm. at the last European Championships in month disqualifications. Yes. Like the before to see one disqualification in a championship was massive. Yeah. Now they're just been dished out. There was four, yeah. was it? If I'm not mistaken, so. yeah. I think so. It's just, I just don't like seeing it. I just leave it go, you know? Especially if it's, if it's not one person being bullied, you know what I mean? If it's even, if the contact is e- is even enough, and it's making a, and it's making a good fi- it's making a good fight, and it's not overly scrappy, then leave a call. I agree with you over there. You know, like if it's looking scrappy, f- fair enough. But if it's kind of clean shots, but they're but they're heavy, then just leave a call. Yeah, just it's that's fair. kind of the beauty it, of it, it as it's, well, it's isn't fair. it? Let's see, let's see what happens. You know, because a, a lot of the time, even. If you have one person and they're well up, like they're ahead four nil, you know, they probably won't trying to put more pressure on the person. Like they probably will sit back a small bit. Like they won't look to step in and hurt them too much, you know. Yeah. Or at least if you give them one minus point and a bit of a one, they might back up, you know. Like, but it's usually where it's usually even enough. It you is. Know what I mean, and then it's just the referee just either gives a minus point to each person, or it's kind of just picking one which looked a little bit wilder. You know, the contact might have been the same, but who was trying, then it's the one who was maybe trying to wild their sw- punch that ends up getting the minus point. And it's like, just leave it being even and let them, let the scoreboard dictate who's going to win, not the minus points. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, this is going to, you're saying this is going to be your last World Championships, is it? This one coming up? In terms of era, yes, it is, because. Um, You've been saying it's going to be your last one for quite a while. Because it was, <laughs> you just keep coming back. I think it was probably trying to find a new goal every time. Yeah, because I suppose the last couple you had the team goal. It was Derek, so that was that kind of a a big uh, a big goal for me to 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 strive towards. If there was if there was a new if there was another challenge, and if I can still do it, I do it. But um, I'm fighting fit. Uh, I I'm enjoying this challenge. Um, I, I have been very lucky uh, with my own personal life at the moment with the support of uh, Sabina that what I'm doing uh, and also with my school and the, the I'm able to do all this so and I'm also thankful that I'm healthy enough to still be able to do this and I also kind of I'm also doing it for the <laughs> old age pensioner I suppose <laughs> um, <laughs> just to tell them that I will decide when to stop yeah. and not an age deciding when to stop, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to be still continuing <laughs> in statistically. Yeah. But I also want to tell people you have the choice to do so. And I'm actually more doing it not just for myself too. I'm also doing it for, for this uh, dream that I've always done when I was younger is that it cannot be achieved. But now, I don't know, like... Some of the fittest people in the world. Look at those crossfitters, and I'm 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 using them as an example because they're some of the the fittest people in the world, and they're in their forties, and yeah, crazy fit, some and, of them. And and I want to challenge myself because I want to prove the statistic is incorrect, uh, in the sense of oh, it's only if you decide. Now, if I have a, a massive responsibility coming up in the future, 
then yes. But if I could still do it, you could be right. I could still continue. But uh, more from a personal satisfaction perspective, I, I, I have to, I'm very happy how much Taekwondo has given me, how much joy and how much success is given me. It was, the, the success is bonus, I must admit. The success is bonus. I kind of believe that if you kind of put everything in, you, you're going to achieve something. You, you're going to yeah. I just achieve a little bit more than I expected. So I'm kind of a bit thankful. Yeah, so you're kind um, of feeling like you've achieved, you've had the successes and now it's just for the enjoyment of the training and the love of competition. Yeah, and hope that maybe another person that is always, another person that might be stuck like me back in the days, just not to give up and still, you, you know, believe that yeah. it could happen for them one day. Maybe not this championships, but maybe two championships or three championships from now, it's going to happen for them. And have you had to, has there been much of adjustment in training from as you've kind of progressed on from where you would have been? Yeah, maybe ten I, years ago. Yeah, I have. I've learned to be happy. I've learned yeah. to train happy. Uh, I I don't really need to put in all the time into doing all the uh, uh, the grunt work because that's been done back yeah. in the days. Now it's not even about tactical. It's just about uh, being happy, spending time with my uh, with my club, making them to be the best that they can possibly come. Not even as a fighter, but more of an ambassador. Uh, whether in patterns, sparring, special technique, and power breaking, we teach them in order. We we put enough equal time into the club because you just never know what kind of champions they will be. You you can't just predict that they're going to be a sparring champion. So yeah, you just have to give them the equal opportunity as much as possible. The best shot. The best shot at everything, and if they turn out to be a good fighter, then you give them that, and that allows us, myself and Sabina, to grow also as a a better instructor and learn to uh, link with other club members. Um, Adrian, he has very, very tactical stuff. You have uh, people, Jamie, who's very, very, uh, Jamie Rigney, who's very good at power breaking. And yeah. I think we've brought many people to our clubs as well because we believe that we don't know everything. We want yeah, our students to get to know some of our champions like yourselves. Yeah. Like, I mean how you adapted to uh, 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 maybe a smaller fighter against a bigger person. How how do you do that? I mean, just different styles. And if our, our students and myself, even for me, I could learn a lot from you guys because just the way you fight and how you adapted. And it just, I'll be too, it'll be too selfish or too arrogant that to say that I can't learn from other people, that I know it all. I think that it will be quite... Um, I don't know what's the word called. Narcissistic. Is it narcissistic? Narcissistic. To think yeah. that you only know everything. And I prefer to go slow and actually let's win together. Yeah, that's definitely that. Like I said, part of winning with the team. Yeah. You know, it mightn't be on the on the mats winning with a team, but it could be with your students. Maybe that's why it could be that was maybe I could be the reason why I'm coming back as well, because one of my I'm thankful enough one of my students now is in the team now, in the junior team. So that's another stepping stone for us now. Has that not maybe made you think about stepping back more? Focus, yes. Fo put more focus with them. Yep. And then definitely potentially less with yourself because yep. I'd it, imagine it, it could, might be tough to split between the two. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Dead right. Yeah. Yeah, because seeing them success, it's actually quite uh, quite humbling actually. Yeah. To see them being so 
good uh, themselves. It's a bit scary how uh, it, it's it's a bit emotional sometimes as well to see that uh, kind of almost there's a kind of catch twenty two. Uh, wish that you had that opportunity when you were younger uh, to have somebody on top of like that. And also now that that wasn't given, we want to change that history by us being able to provide for our students ourselves. And hopefully, we will we will have more students and be as successful as some of the bigger clubs in uh, in Ireland. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, have you found you've added in? Would you have added in more or less strength and conditioning, or you know, yoga or anything like that? As you've kind of yeah, I have just I've I've started doing a lot of strength conditioning and calisthenics and all this stuff. Because, like I said, I'm kind of I want to challenge my body in such a way that. But the fact you're physically still going, you know, yeah. I'm kind of interested there to see, like, or to know, is there anything, let's say, special you're doing? Maybe it's not special, but you know, is there anything you've incorporated that's kept you fit, injury free? Yes, um, some of the uh, strength and conditioning has uh, forced my mobility to improve. For example, I have a severe ankle uh, from a footballer syndrome. Yeah. But this, uh, a good heavy squat and mobility has forced me to break through that. So actually even having a good bending radius dance, things like this, simple taekwondo mm. orientated stuff that I probably wouldn't have been able to done before. Uh, but by putting some compression on those indirectly has uh, severely helped it to control the pain. Uh, so... Uh, and doing other bits such as um, all those uh, uh, calisthenics has also uh, helped me to improve my upper body strength so that I'm able to hold myself a little bit stronger against uh, bigger fighters because yeah. I love to fight against them again yeah, in the team fighting. Nice. Uh, yeah, like I said, being able to stay injury-free for so long has been, that's an achievement in itself to just be able to, like said, just be able to step on the mats. Yeah, many, yeah, yes. For many years, you know, so like that is an achievement. Um, but I think we'll, I think we'll wrap it up. Yes. Here. It's, uh, it's been great, Hong. Thank you thanks so much for, for having it. me on board. Oh, thanks, Mina, for doing it. Like I said, you stepped in and saved the day on the last minute cancellation. But um, super. In terms of social media, where can people find you? Instagram handle. Oh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. I'm actually learning to use the Instagram a lot better now. Uh, Louis Hong Kiet. Uh, it's my name. Louis Hong Kiet. We'll tag it in the yeah. description in there. And then just Hong Hong K Louis in uh, Facebook. Facebook. Really. Nice. Uh, yeah, make sure as well, if you're enjoying the podcast, to like, review, and also subscribe. And again, you can find the podcast on or the Instagram page for the podcast at the, the Black Belter underscore, and it's just the Black Belter on Facebook. Uh, so Thanks for having me. Lovely stuff. Cheers.